Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC. Uh, I'm here with friends, soon to be family. Yeah, maybe. We're moving in together. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Cramming into a... The bar the bedside. Yeah. <laughs> I got the rent control going. <laughs> definitely my, definitely my thing. Seeing how uh, rents are now, um, but this is the first episode of the second season. Nice, so, congratulations! I've been doing this for a year now, cool. and it's uh, it's even more fun every single time. Cool. So uh, I guess just introduce yourselves and uh, we can get started. Uh, we're a rock and roll band. We're called Black Suit Youth. My name is Brian. Uh, vocals and guitar. Hi, my name is Juan. I'm the bass player and backup vocals. My name is Robert Scott Abrams, and I am on the drums. And we're missing somebody. Ah, uh, yeah, guitar player Fed. But there wasn't really enough room in this room anywhere, right? You could <laughs> have said like stood up, neck behind, hung out behind the glass over there, and yeah. just watched. I guess he was feeling a little bit under the weather. So he yeah. make it. It's okay. We got the the better looking quarter. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. We played last night, and it was unbelievably hot in the club. Yeah. Our equipment was sweating, and I think it's going in and out after you know loading out and into the cold might have just screwed them up a little bit. So mm. it's a day to drink chicken soup or some shit. I guess. Yeah. And maybe I used to the ad sets I have here to buy you guys new instruments. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they they were fine actually. In fact, the house gear broke, so we were able to save the day and let the other bands use our stuff actually. So oh, cool. Good karma. Hopefully, will come around. Maybe. You know. <laughs> so uh, how do you, uh, well, first of all, like how long have you guys been a band? Band. Right, the band started in 2004 okay. through various incarnations, different labels, whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. This current incarnation is started about two and a half years ago with Rob just being the icing on it about a year and a half ago or so. He just moved to New York from uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So you pulled you from another band or what? Yeah. <laughs> no, he actually just did a, we had some pretty excessive tryouts. He was one of the last people to come in and he had a good raw talent and felt like we could work with him. You know, it'd be a different kind of adventure, you know, brought something a little bit a little bit of a Charlie Watts kind of swing to it that we didn't have before, you know? So I definitely mean, learned a lot. You should be honored, though, to be a part of the band. It was very exciting <laughs> for me. Knowing the history of the band, looking it up on Wikipedia and kind of learning what I was getting myself into, I was pretty excited for him. We also abused the fuck out of him. So he's, he's had a thick skin, you know? <laughs> you know it's, to play the kind of rock and roll we play, I mean, there is... It takes a lot of determination. It's, 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 there is a technicality to it. It uh-huh. is difficult to a degree and it takes a lot of stamina and just memorizing exactly where every single crash is exactly what part you're on you right know, right takes it takes a bit so i mean we're able to like the army just break them down and build them up stronger you know cool cool um i mean i mean tell, tell me a little bit more about your your sort of music what do you guys you know write songs about what are you guys inspired by just you know i mean it's proper rock and roll, so, you know, I'd say half is about girls, women, you know, obviously, you know, and then the other half, social commentary and justice, you know, just the things that piss us off, certainly, you know, just whatever, you know, <laughs> like growing, getting older, especially now, I mean, just having a different perspective on things, not being right, in the right. 20s anymore and starting to realize your own mortality and how you could be gone tomorrow and then you don't have as much time as you used to have to waste so you gotta cram everything in before it's too late you know mm-hmm. cool I mean are you guys independent or are you guys are with the label we're with a label an indie label out of Atlanta nice how, how did you get that 
just, uh, the kid who runs it has known about the band since its inception and has been a fan oh. and he got a label together after many years and by that point we had not been on the label we were on anymore so he was able to pick us up and you know anyone who's going to record us uh, <laughs> we don't have to pay for that that's always the best thing in the world you know it allows you to keep working so we have a new album we just put out so we're pumping that so hopefully keep making more what's yeah. it called it's called false south mm. so like the opposite of true north was that really false south i mean, I mean oh <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> Everything we do, we like to do like little clever plays on words with yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. records and shit. So, um, but yeah, it's an idea that I had in my head for a while, and we wrote a bunch of songs around the concept and mm-hmm. did kind of little interlude types, like certain things we haven't done before. Right. Mm-hmm. You played pan flutes on it. <laughs> you want to play pan flute? Mm-hmm. I'm not a pan flute player per se, but I can definitely bring some cool notes about. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen that? Um, that South American guy on the train who like plays the flute. I used to know a guy named Gus who played pan flute in Times Square, and he made a pretty good fucking living yeah. at it. Actually, yeah. uh, I don't know if he's still out there. I haven't heard about him in a while, but uh, he used to play bass in my friend's band, so I knew that that was his gig for a while. Yeah. Did you guys ever like busk in the on the trains? Nah, I mean, you also you need like a permit or some shit to do that in the city. To do to be at a certain spot, you got to go to city hall and get a license, and then you have to get that spot, whatever. So really? little things on the floor that you, like, you work at it, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's even like a union now. Yeah. Like underground musicians or something like that. Yeah. You yeah. can't just go and sit and play anymore. Yeah, I and mean, we're doing different kinds of hustles, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. like recently, like, we, we've been getting into like the printing game or like printing t-shirts for like events. Like, all right, we had a gig last night at the Cobra Club, so we made a special shirt just for that show and you had to come to the show. Mm-hmm. The only way you could get it, and you got to show us that you liked us on Spotify. Then you get the shirt, you know, and it, it has a great, uh, it's easy to, yeah, it sells tickets, you know, it's just a fun thing we can do. So we're doing that in light of busking. <laughs> so no, for sure. If we're on tour and we got time to kill, you know, we did like a, like a radio station in the morning and then you got eight hours before you go do a gig. Right. And there's like, oh, and you don't know anybody and you want to try to rope people in. Yeah. Then we, we've done that kind of thing. Sounds a lot better with the headphones, actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, so, I mean, you guys said you guys write songs about stuff that pisses you off. Like, what's something that, you know, pisses you off? Like, rich people? Rich people? <laughs> <laughs> I would say not just rich people, but no. racist or idiots. Morally rich. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid shit. What about you? I don't really get pissed off. Uh, <laughs> but there are, <laughs> there are things that can be annoying in life. I don't really. I just play the drums though, so I don't know what they're what they're singing about. I, don't, I know some about yeah, it. Yeah, Rob's he's 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 a nice guy. He's, <laughs> he's very chill. He he's doesn't a, like to get this. He's guy. a very genuine. This guy also he's like Washington with the cherry tree. This guy will not lie. He has no duplicity in his character, which is the fucking rarest thing in the world. Yes. Most drummers they're like, oh, oh yeah, they're playing in another band and they can't tell you about it or that night, whatever you know, like yeah. prostituting around. But Rob. Oh yeah, I did this. I'm sorry, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's very appreciated, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honesty, integrity, those are important things. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys design your own church, or do you guys get somebody else to, to do it for you? Mixture of both, you know. Okay. You know I came also like to us come in like out of the tattoo world, where he did tattooing, and I, I used to just manage, co-manage a shop, whatever. Okay. I got to work with a lot of amazing artists and shit, so I got a pretty good like rolodex of friends who. There are different styles I could design things. Like our album cover was designed by a tattooer from Queens named Mike Jasulo. 
Okay. I just kind of had this idea for it. I just shouted, hey, man, these are the elements I'd like involved. Mm-hmm. And he was able to throw it together and it looks sick, you know. Cool. And like on the first shot too, it was like almost like from my brain to his, mm-hmm. back to my eyes was what I was seeing, you know. Right. Right. It was cool, you know. Awesome. I mean, so I, I've, I've uh, dealt with a lot of artists that like, you know, dabble in something besides of like focus. Like, do you guys have anything like any other art forms that you guys like to express yourselves with or is it just like music for you guys? Uh, we've both gotten more into video. Like, I just directed a video for the band and he had done one just before that. Okay. So that's been a lot of fun just, just learning. I mean, you know, we're more of a low level with that. But, you know, I, I think I had good influence. So I'm trying to tell a good story through, you know, visuals and stuff. Right. I made like a weird art house kind of like short film for the band too. Okay. It was kind of based on the kind of stuff that Jim Morrison would have been doing at UCLA that cool. everybody thought was pretentious and stupid. I wanted it <laughs> to be like the, the crappy, shitty movie he made in yeah. the Doors movie in the movie. Uh-huh. So it was kind of based on that idea or just ridiculously pretentious and stupid. <laughs> and some of the six people in the world would see and get the joke and think it's funny and everyone else would what the fuck are these guys smoking? You know? Right, right. That's the best uh, art, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I believe the the way the music industry works nowadays, right. especially for a smaller band, you yes. know, on, yeah. I mean, the label where you do have the support of the label up to a certain degree, mm-hmm. you have to be a lot more proactive. Mm-hmm. So that's when, you know, we come in with these ideas, you know, we take everybody else's ideas. All right, what about making some shirts? So mm-hmm. we figure out how to do it on our own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. about making the videos? So let's, let's do them. You got to figure out how to do it. So it's like, you have to be nowadays. You Jack have of all trades, like basically. Jack of all trades. Yeah, you know, there's other bands on the label. We, you know, we love them, respect them, but we want to make sure that we pull our weight, for, you know, and that everybody can continue to keep working. You know, so mm-hmm. everything we can do to then shed light on the others is good too for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. trying to be supportive. Right. You know. What about you? What was you the question? question? <laughs> you as a drummer, do you do anything else? Be bad, good. No, I really. Uh, <laughs> no, I really. Uh, I, I think I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good with uh, networking and like promoting. Yeah, gotcha. And um, you got us here. Look, you got us booked on this. Yeah, oh, I guess. I, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's it, right there. I got one of the bands that to play about our show last night. A friend yeah. of mine and um, his band. I, they were pretty good. They brought a lot of people. It was a, it was a good time. And then mm-hmm. I, I, you know, a lot of networking and promoting on uh, social media and uh-huh. trying to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've lived around, I've lived, I lived in Iowa for a while, and I, uh, from Indiana, and I have kind of friends, a lot of friends and family all over. Right. So. That's one thing about Rob. He loves to make friends, make friends all over the place. That's a good thing. It sounds yeah. like he's good at it, too. Yeah, you know, you're in a band. Three things. You gotta know how to fucking cook food because you're gonna be struggling and hungry, and you gotta. Yeah, true. You, gotta, you want things that taste good and are cheap, and you gotta also know people and make friends so that you have places to crash. Right. Because you don't you don't want to be spending any money you don't need to spend, especially on the road, you know, mm-hmm. night after night. You've got a couch you can crash on that's saving you sixty, seventy dollars right. that's going back into the band. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's, it's little things like that go a long ass way. No, know? I mean that's a lot of things that you know never get talked about when people are like thinking about, you know, sorry band or whatever. So it's like, oh shit, yeah, we've got to make music for a little bit, but like Need somewhere to fucking sleep at night. I saw, especially in like the seniors, like the mid 2000s, so many bands just get destroyed. Like bands go on tour, come back three thousand dollars in debt, like their college fund wiped out yeah. because of what the fuck they're doing. They book these tours that were too big for them. They go places where nobody knows them. Yeah. They're running out of money, right? And just just blowing it, you know. And yeah. we always made sure 
you know, we're going to, we might skip a meal or two, but we're going to come back, you know, in, in the black, not the red, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people are like legally homeless. Most touring people are legally homeless. Yeah. They make less than, I think it's like $19,000 a year. You're legally homeless. <laughs> right. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, being in a band, I don't want to be in a band, but. I like sleeping in a bed too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What's more important? You know, like, you're. The buzz from being on the stage and people responding to what you're doing and shouting right. your words back at you that you wrote in, in your basement or apartment yeah. when you're in fucking South Carolina and you've never seen them before. Right. That's better than, yeah, you can sleep in a bed when you're dead. You know, like, whatever. I'm <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, go for it if you possibly can, you know, right. and see the world too. I mean, that's the one thing. The, the music's a passport to get you places that you have no business being. Like, you know, I was going to see Chicago. I was book a show and go there, and we'll do four on the way, and you know, hmm. or whatever other thing too. You know, like that was always a way, or give you a reason to belong and a place to be and something to do that was mm-hmm. constructive and positive. So just wasting time. You know, so you're gonna drink and party anyway. You'd That's true. Well, you'd be working while you're doing. Exactly. It, you know? might, might, might as well be in a different city every night. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, like, so how much of being in a band, like doing your art. Do you need to like have time allotted for like the business part of it? I mean, I know you guys are part of a band, but like you guys need to, you know, make sure you got everything in order. It's a delicate balance, and it's gotten. There was a point where I took a break for a year because it became all business, where I wasn't having fun on stage, and I became so much more concerned with how many T-shirts we sold that night and chasing right. fucking promoters down streets of Boston and trying to rip me off or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and it just became not fun and it makes everybody cranky and it lowers morale. So there's gotta be that balance where, right. yeah, you're crushing, everyone's positive. Yeah, it's great that we had X amount of Spotify plays this week, but it's not the fucking end all. It's, it's about, you make music because it's in you and you've got to get it out. Mm-hmm. That's the, the only reason you still do it at our age with, after all the ups and downs is because you have to. Like, it's, it's you're gonna do it anyway, you know? Right. So try to keep it fun, you know? Yeah. That's the balance. but. Certainly, the business aspect is a lot. There's a lot of hustling and networking and a lot of meetings that get you nowhere and a lot of wasted time and starts and stops. And, you know, we get booked on a lot of things. Is that this podcast. No. <laughs> this podcast is awesome. Because we're actually here doing it. I mean, right. shit, we get booked on. Like, oh, we're going to do this TV show. We're going to pay you X amount of money. And then they cancel and no one's calling. Uh, yeah. Can't get any. Or shit's just half-assed. You can't get any, like, information about where you're supposed to be. You know? Yeah. It's tough, man. A lot of people don't put in effort to things. Right. No, I mean, that's true. And that's true with uh, pretty much anything. <laughs> Especially artists. I mean, a lot of people just wait for the creativity to hit them. And they just, you know, 20 years later, they're in the same fucking spot because they're just right. too busy fucking waiting. I mean. You got to work at it, but you can't force it either. I mean, like, again, it's, it's, it's a wave. It's, it's, uh, you got to kind of know when it's coming. You know, the ocean's in charge, not the surfer. You know, like, Respect. you got to know how to get back correctly. You know, yeah, for sure. For sure. And especially you, you've been uh, pretty busy, pretty moving around everywhere. Yeah, I, I like it out here in New York the best. So it's, it's been a good time, learned a lot, and uh, there's a lot of opportunities. So, I mean, the reason why I made this podcast is because, one, I love meeting local artists, right? Supporting local artists. Uh, you know, I born and raised in the city. You know, growing up, you see a whole shit ton of, like, really, really talented people on the streets. We just never had the time to, you know, just sit down and, like, talk to them. Yeah. Because you're always fucking moving in the city. Right. So that along with like, you know, what the, the struggles are of like trying to make it as an artist in this fucking city. Cause like everything's so expensive. It is. 
like everything's so expensive. You need a team, you know, you got to either meet people who can help you, like good roommates, a wife, girlfriend, you know, right. spouse, boyfriend, whatever. You that That's a big plus that there's people who can support each other. And then, you know, it's hard. I think people who were born rich especially, like, you know, you recognize how difficult it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, you know. But see, the thing is, like, I'm lucky. I don't think I would have been able to survive in the city had I not been born here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I, like you, just coming into the city, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you, how you do it. Like, I don't know how I do it either. It's, it's not really that <laughs> difficult, though. Like, remember when I was young, <coughs> and even my family, like, think things about New York City as, like, a, a big, scary place. Right. And I was here, you know, and I kind of just, I felt it. Like, it was, it was easy. I was not that difficult, really. Did they call me. you, like, often seeing if you got mugged yet? Uh, no, I mean, I've had a couple, I had one encounter, like, when I first moved here with a guy, some crazy guy that was chasing me down the street. And uh, I just kind of got out of there. I didn't know what was going on, <laughs> but uh, um, that was pretty much the only thing. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I saw like a completely like a eighty year old uh, naked man on the subway in like January. That's not a common. Yeah, I've seen a lot of cool, you know, weird different things. There's a lot of a naked <laughs> old peeing men in Greenpoint. I don't know if you guys <laughs> seen that. Down by those. By the pier. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Douchebags who got drunk at the bars and old men naked hanging around. I seen people kayaking on the fucking East River now over there. Like, who did that? Yeah. yeah, I saw these two people trying to launch from Greenpoint. We're all watching them because it's all rocky and like they're going in, and everyone's you know filming them and shit. Yeah. And then they went in. And they probably got hepatitis A through fucking Z. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> falling out of water and the tree coming out. <laughs> And they got got a vote and they still did it. So I guess yeah. kudos to them. I'm sure they died from radiation poisoning or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy place. But also, I feel like most people don't make it here. I think 80,000 people move here, 85,000 something, like move every year, and then 80,000 move out every yeah. year. We retain yeah. maybe five. That's why we're continuously expanding and growing. Mm-hmm. Although I think we have these buildings where all this empty, full of Chinese and Russian. No, I mean, most of the most expensive <laughs> neighborhoods in like Queens and Brooklyn used to be just like a bunch of warehouses. Yeah. Or like really, really shitty like neighborhoods. Before I had to go to buy drugs when I was a fucking kid. <laughs> now I can't even afford a slice of pizza. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all artisanal, noir, poke fucking tattoo shops and art galleries and I mean it costs more to live in Bushwick than on the Upper West Side it's fucking crazy the most yeah. expensive neighborhood in New York City is Park Club that's always, always nice. nice I mean yeah. no but like it's, it's never been the most expensive yeah. like usually most of anything like Manhattan yeah. anywhere Dude, once you get to high restaurants and yoga places it's going through the roof you know yeah. I mean that's that's the first wave of yeah I look at Inwood and Washington Heights are gonna be right behind the real soon oh, sure. you know I mean it's that's <laughs> how it's going you know I don't know firsthand. Um, <laughs> I mean, were you guys both like born and raised here? I lived on Long Island. What was it? My whole family was from. It's funny too. My father was from Ridgewood, and he went to Christ the King High School, and now like he got out, and now I'm back. Yeah, it's the fucking circle flips, you know. Uh-huh. Um, you used to live in Bushwick, right? I used to live in Woodside. Okay. Okay. Cool. So like right around here. I'm originally from Ecuador. Right? Okay. I moved to New York in 1993. Mm-hmm. Well, brought you over here. Yeah. What was that? What brought you over here? Uh, I was young. You yeah. know, I'm still young. <laughs> I was a lot younger. Yeah. Probably like Rob. You know, I just wanted to see something different. And uh, I, I was actually lucky because I had some family, some cousins, mm-hmm. some friends that, that uh, already lived here. 
So uh, I came back and they gave me a hand and I mm-hmm. stayed, you know, I found a job, I started working and playing music at the time. I was in a few bands over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's pretty much my story. And I, I got married afterwards. Uh, now I have family, I have a few of my family. It's awesome. So it's not, uh, I mean, I, I, I will say that I had a lot of luck. Yeah, you know, over the years to be here and right. you know, be okay. Um, but it does take a lot of work too. You know? mm-hmm. So I have to give myself a pat on the back too. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, anybody who lives over here needs themselves pat on the back, for sure. Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been uh, it's been hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could you guys ever like imagine moving anywhere else? Yes. Where? It's just you know, like I love New York. It's a great place to get things done. Do I want to wait on a, a fucking line for everything all the time? You know, I think that used to be fun or cool, like an event. There's just too right. many fucking people, right? Right. You know, I mean, that's the negative. I mean, I could certainly see my. I mean, I, I could certainly see myself living like we were talking earlier about South America. I really enjoyed <laughs> Uruguay and Argentina. I could certainly live in Thailand. I mean, it's, it's hard to get in there. You know, as a friend who did move there, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. I really enjoyed Japan. I mean, that's you think you think New York is expensive. <laughs> Tokyo is no joke, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've actually been uh, wanting to get over there. It's awesome. It's, it's a great place. I mean, it's, it's a. I think every American could go visit Tokyo to see what it's like to be in a society where absolutely nobody's a fucking dick. You know, everybody yeah. treats each other with the utmost respect. There's no mm-hmm. rudeness. Cars don't honk unless there's a fucking emergency. Like if the car's honking, you know, someone is in the road. You know, mm-hmm. like. Just it's you can leave your bike and nobody steals it. Like it's yeah. crazy. You can sleep on the street and nobody robs you. It's crazy. And a lot of dudes sleeping on the street because they get wasted all night and then going back to work. <laughs> yeah. Just like right out, right after that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. What about you? Um, I, I actually I lived in Florida for a couple of years. Um, America's penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross down there. Apparently, I lived in the Tampa area. Yeah. I like Tampa because actually reminding reminded me a little bit of my hometown, which mm-hmm. is a small city. You know, you get all the comforts of a city, but you know, if you want to go somewhere more reclusive, right. you just got out of town five minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I like that area. So if I had to move out of New York, I'd probably go back there. Or um, not considering yet, but I'd probably go to Ecuador. Hmm. Back to it, you know, back to right. my model line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, um, what about you? What, where's your next stop? I mean, well, I just got here. I'm really, <laughs> really digging it. Maybe one day, maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe I could maybe live in California or something. I was thinking, but yeah. definitely got a lot to, to do here in New York first. So. I've been there, been to California twice, mm-hmm. regretted it both times. <laughs> I hate California. Really? I do. I hate it. I hate you Hollywood. Yeah, you gotta know some people in half. You wanna hang out in Hollywood, you gotta have friends and stuff. And it's, yeah, I, I, first time I was going there, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, once you start building up a circle, there are also a lot of people from here and they're also going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah. So you get that kind of diffusion to help get you in. Then it gets cool. You know, once you know people, they can get you in places. And is there, you know, there's a lot of their bars and clubs that are not, the, it's not like here, you know, that it's not as egalitarian to get into things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, I could do without certain aspects of it. But yeah, but every place has their pros and cons. I could fuck with Austin yeah. or Denver too. I think those are Charlotte's yeah. a great city too. Yeah. From what I've seen, you know, I, from what I've seen, I've had a good time, you know. I mean, I went to Buffalo Nowhere uh, 
city, that's probably why. Where'd you go? Oh, like Sacramento or something? I was uh, two hours away from Sacramento. My parents live around there. Okay. Um, that's probably why I didn't like it. It's too fucking slow. Like Inland Empire? Like, like uh, around Atwater. I don't know okay. if you know where that is. No, I've never heard of it. There you go. <laughs> exactly. California's a big state. It's, it's fucking huge. huge. Not the whole coast. Yeah. There's, what, three states on that coast? Yeah. yeah. I'm four if you count Alaska. No. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be Canada. <laughs> Once was. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was a... Uh, no, it's where Russia was. It was where yeah. Because you're right. Who fucking cares? <laughs> it's Alaska. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, I mean, like me growing up here and I, you know, I visit a couple of places every now and then, but it's just like, it's so, so slow. It doesn't motivate me to do much. You know what I mean? Like over there, you're basically, you, it's not, you wait an hour for your food. Oh, you kill somebody. Exactly. Well, that shit in four fucking minutes, dude. No, I mean, <laughs> but listen, like, it's just like over there. Like, I just feel like I would just get to a point where like, I'd just be comfortable going to like nine to five. And that's it. Just going home. I'm sitting on my fucking porch, drinking whatever, it's on the fucking tap or whatever, like just staying there. Like I, I and then the city is just like there's so much shit to do. You're drinking Nevada's water for the steal it from there because they don't have enough of their own. <laughs> no, I mean, but here's just so much to do. You know what I mean? It's just like I love being busy. Yeah, same thing. I mean, any band you ever want to see, any show, it's they're coming yeah. here certainly. Yeah, and, and for some reason they're not. They're in Jersey, you know, or whatever, right. or they're in Westchester, or, yeah, or like fucking Uniondale or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to the Coliseum. I haven't been there since they polished the turd that it is, but um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some decent stuff there. You know, if I, if I had to. <laughs> so, I mean, what what has your been your, your biggest takeaway? I guess trying to make it in New York City. Like, how, how have you guys you know been? I, I, the way I've always seen it, I mean, is focus on don't just worry about it. Like, we don't play New York City, even though we're here maybe once a month, you know, at, at most, because we're focused on the whole area. We think of ourselves as like more of a regional band, because mm-hmm. we go back and forth to Atlanta and whatnot. So we're trying to just build up these little pockets. And it's weird the way it works. Mm. We've been lucky to develop certain followings, but it's like, in New York, we're strong. We can play some theaters and we can draw. And if we get on with like good tour national bands, we're playing sold out things. It's cool. Mm-hmm. We can do pretty good in DC. We do pretty good in Boston. We do pretty good in Ohio. All points in between are a little dicier. Right. This is something for a reason we've never got it going in Philadelphia yet or Connecticut yet mm-hmm. or parts of Virginia that we haven't gotten to mess with as much. You know, right. like, so it's weird you develop pockets. So the key is to try to have at least you know some dedicated people everywhere. You know. Mm-hmm. Because I can help supplement you here too, you know, right? Bring that money back into yeah. the state. What's the biggest crowd you guys played for? Um, oh my god. Uh, we did some outdoor, like, the journey's back here at barbecue was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. that, that was a big outdoor thing that was quite you know, a couple thousand. You know, we played, you know, we've done like the Highline Ball on the ground, so theater plays like that, you mm-hmm. know, a couple of heads, you know, a couple high hundred or thousand heads, you know. Yeah. What's, your, what's your goal, like ultimately? Uh, dude, like honestly, just to keep making records, like I'll play anywhere that's cool that people are gonna be. I don't have like aspirations of being like on stage at the garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be awesome. I'll take what right. I can get. But the way it works, no, we're not getting picked up to open for Imagine Dragons. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna. <laughs> and the, also, we're older. We got kids in the mix. Some some of us, marriages, whatever. It's like it's finding that balance. Yeah, uh, like bands like we're a rock and roll band. But I've learned from like the punk and hardcore scene, those are places where the bands have found balances where you can have a family and you can work jobs and quit jobs and then go on tour for a bit and come mm-hmm. back. You're not necessarily doing it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. If we had a, a good offer that we could take, of course, everybody would just go, but you know. 
I mean, that's, that's like very interesting. How do you guys balance, you know, family and, uh, and this? We have supportive people that are willing to, let's do <laughs> I have a good balance. I know my wife is super cool. I mean, she's been on tour, so she understands that that was a difference too, to find somebody who right. gets it, you know. Um, and she also is successful in her own right and works quite a bit. So, like, she's way on way. It kind of works out, you know. Right, like, right, like, right. With the time we have together, we're super into it, you know. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's hot in here, right? It is hot. <laughs> I said my jacket. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was the only one who felt on it. The point where I'm, uh, there's no point. We should, I, it's I like wish we could open the window. I mean, the fucking door, but there's nothing holding it. All right, we're stuck here. Rob, we'll hold the door. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. But I feel like I'm on that fucking hot wing show. You know, they're on YouTube and they're getting less sweating. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> For some reason, I always have like. It's it. pretty big now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was really funny. Yeah. The store is actually in, uh, in Williamsburg. The store where they get the, the heatness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been there once. I, I, it's it, intimidating. It's enticed me to, I want to like put my tongue on the, the bomb and see how fucking terrible it actually is. But I don't want to like own like a bottle of it. Like if somebody has it and they want to give me a dab and know I'll fuck yeah. with it. But, like, I mean, the, the spiciest thing I ever had was the uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings one. The, the spiciest wings or whatever. I always fucking die. So yeah. I'm not sure how, how well I'd be doing that. So. I mean, I've eaten fall curry. That's pretty fucking insane. I don't know. But it's a different kind of thing. I mean, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's but, high. But then you know, I I'm not trying to like give myself diverticulitis at this point either, you know. I, like, I think it's fun. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I want some hot wings. I, had, I drank a ghost pepper beer, and it took me like 45 minutes to get 12 ounces down. That was pretty brutal. Go oh, the California Reaper beer. Sorry, whatever. How how is it? Terrible. Where do you get it? Like, uh, I actually, my cousin's husband is like a pretty serious beer aficionado. Uh-huh. Shout out to Ken FDNY. But um, <laughs> he had it for Christmas. He it was has a spread of cool beers or whatever, and mm-hmm. that was one of them. And you know, I, it was bad off the first couple steps, but you know, you open it, it's yours. You got, you committed to it. I'm not gonna pour it down a drain. Somebody did come up with that idea, and it, it deserves to be tried. Just I suppose some people though. <laughs> it's getting crazy. I, mean, I, I appreciate, I, I applaud people's creativity when it comes to the beverages they're creating now, but some of them are pretty fucking nuts. You know. What's a good beer to start with? I love Sierra Nevada. It's a good... People don't like the IPAs or hoppy. I, I don't mind if my beer has a taste of pine. It's yeah. fine, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best American beers. My sometimes it's how I just drink Tecate, though. Because the cheap beers are better for my voice when we're performing. Hmm. Like, I'll drink Bud Original because it's it kind of it's good for my throat. It works for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for me in the bathroom an hour later, but <laughs> at the fucking time, it helps. You know, in the shit we're singing, there is a degree of range that I have to be able to get to. Right, and right, right. Bud and Tecate almost acts like a steroid for it. I don't know why, you know. When water's just not cutting it. Shout out to, to Bud and Tecate. Oh, I'd love to be <laughs> sponsored by Tecate. You know, we drink so much of it. <laughs> we actually have a song when we started. My friend Katrina, she, I think she was a model or something for Tecate. Yeah. Little known fact, I believe Tecate was the first beer to have the lime in it. And Corona stole that because Tecate's brewmaster was a guy from the British Navy named Lorimer who enjoyed lime so he didn't get scurvy. As the legend I heard goes, I could all be bullshit. I, you I, know, but <laughs> I heard the only reason they did this because like it tastes so shitty 
to drink Corona on like a hot day. That's what I heard. Because of the fucking... That just sounds racist off. to me. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Because of the fucking... The photons that makes the fucking drink like skunky or whatever. That's some bullshit, right? Because of the clear bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the clear bottle. Yeah. I like vodkas and beer. I like vodkas... Uh, I like limes and... Uh, listen, I can't even talk. That's why I don't talk. <laughs> Big smear of ice cream. I like lime and beers. And I like lime and vodka. I like... I like vodka and lime, like Paul Simon lime style. Lime tacos, you know. <laughs> lime juice on this. Lime's great. Oh, yeah. Lime's a good, it's a good uh, seasoning. Yeah. For everything. Is it a seasoning? Yeah. What do you categorize as seasoning? It's everything. It's a fruit, it's a season, it's a juice, it's a, you know, it's a, it's what they call a superfood now. So that's a term that has no fucking meaning. Yeah, what does that mean exactly? Well, I thought it, it means like, we're going to sell you some really good, like, antioxidants and qualities. Like, I thought, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's really I mean, that was true. Beneficial for you. Diabetes, like Health a way. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We just haven't been eating enough limes. Definitely good for uh, vitamin C. I mean, if you have a deficiency, mm-hmm. it'll bring you back up. I heard peppers are better for vitamin C. Or broccoli or some shit like that. Peppers, broccoli, and limes. That's... <laughs> that's you saw it? You saw me? I'll eat that. <coughs> yeah, man. You saw the walk to it up, man. Learn to cook. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> I still buy everything canned. I'm pretty fucking lazy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Awesome. So, what do you guys? Uh, I guess wanna wanna leap with, so we can get out of this hot fucking. Room. Yeah. All right. So we are Black Suit Youth once again. We got a brand new record out called False South. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, the Apple Store, Bandcamp, anything you can think of, yeah, any platform. Fine. We're already inside the phone. You're probably watching this on your phone. You can hop from one to the other. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I don't know when this is gonna air, but we're gonna be in Montclair, New Jersey in the Meat Locker on February 15th. That's the next mm-hmm. gig. Um, there'll be more shows popping up. Uh, we'll be East Coast Tour April 4th through the month. Um, and uh, we got a video coming out for our single for Stalking in Memphis. We'll be dropping that this month. Maybe, maybe it was probably early February. So that's it. That's- and more stuff to follow. We're, we're, we're people of ideas, so we'll get, we'll get a crazy idea and we'll, we'll do it. You know? so, so thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and Twitter. No, no, I'll be sure I'll link everything up to the, on the, yeah. the video and make yeah. sure they, they follow you guys. Follow us. And we have some cool stuff coming out. Yeah. You know, more music. And check out this podcast. Check out the other episodes. Find out about other cool artists that you guys have been interviewing. You know, sounds like NYC. Yeah, that's the name. See ya.